Welcome to the Self-Reliance Wealth Podcast. My name is Dave Deal, and I am your host to learning how you can create side hustle income. Hello and welcome to episode number 17 of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal, and I am your host. Today we have a very special guest. I know I say that a lot, but every time I have the opportunity to interview somebody different, it really is such a unique and amazing thing because everybody, even though principles and concepts may be the same, everybody has a different spin on things. And so today we have an incredible marketing genius. Uh, this is a gentleman that I've known for well, not even that long now, probably about four or five months. And we've been able to build an amazing relationship. We're working on different projects together. And uh, it's just been fascinating to see what he's been doing over the last four or five months that we've gotten to know each other. So without further ado, let's welcome Dallin Cottle to the show. And Dallin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your business. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it, man. And thanks for having me on the podcast. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So a little bit about me. Um, I live right here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, with my wife and two kids. We just had our little baby boy, not just like two weeks ago. So just uh, this, two days after Thanksgiving. So it's been really, really um, fun. So if I'm, if I'm a little bit not as sharp as I should be today, it's because of we're not getting any sleep around here. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know how that goes. That's for right. sure. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, so tell us a little bit about uh, what that's been like as far as starting a business and having a family. I know a lot of people ask me, I'm sure they ask you too, but how do you, how do you run your business and give it the time that it needs? Because really, it's, it's like having a third child. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Is it's something that you're breathing life, you're breathing energy, money, I mean, everything into but at the same time, you've got to take care of that, those relationships that matter the most. Too. Right. And just real quick. So, yeah, I am the CEO of Divulge Marketing. We are primarily a, um, a marketing company for coaches, like business coaches, life you know, coaches, that type of thing. And we can get into that later. But to answer your question, like it's, um, it's really interesting. What's, what's great and what's rewarding about my job is that I can work remotely anywhere. Right. I set my own hours. I'm um, so I can be there for my daughter's gymnastics, right. Um, and take her there and be part of things like that. Um, you know, having the baby just a few weeks ago, I didn't stress. I didn't have to take work off. I'm not, I'm not worried about any of that. Right. Um, because of the way that the business is set up. However, like you said, it is another, it's a third child where it's always kind of there. Right. And you can put as much time as you, um, as you want into it. Right. And what you put into it, it's kind of what you get out of it, right. With your family or with your, with your business. So, um, yeah, it's interesting kind of just trying to navigate, um, all those different things, but I, I don't think there's necessarily a right answer either. I mean, I feel like you just, that's exactly what it is. You just navigate and you figure out things as they come. But I think the biggest thing is just, you know, when you are able to really, is what the focus is and, you have agreements with, you know, your family, your spouse and your kids, and you all are on the same page. I feel like that's the biggest thing that creates strong lasting relationships. And they understand that, Hey, you know, this is work time, this is play time. And, um, you know, I feel like that really sets you up for having a good, strong foundation where 
maybe if you don't prepare as much, you don't have that. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, like I started working with a life coach, you know, one thing that as an entrepreneur that I, that I immediately realized was that it's very, very lonely. Right. Um, and it can be really, really stressful. So having somebody to bounce off like ideas and just like talk about what's going on at home and having somebody that's just kind of there to, to listen without like judgment, that's just kind of a third party um, can be really, really powerful, not only for your relationships, but, but for your business. And one thing that um, he taught me was that you should always have a set of non-negotiable behaviors, especially as an entrepreneur. Going into a job, you kind of have the nine to five, you clock in, you clock out, um, and then that's kind of the end of your day. With an entrepreneur, you can't, like, that. Just it's a little bit different, right? And so what he taught me were these behavior patterns that you have to set ahead of time, right? You have to know that, hey, it's non-negotiable. Every Saturday, I'm with my family, or every night, for example, with my daughter, every single night, we have this, this little time that's called daddy special, special time, where we will sit down and we will go on um, the kids YouTube app and we'll watch like just all these little kid like nursery rhymes and songs and different things. And she just loves it because she knows every night she's going to be able to be with her dad for at least a good 30 minutes and just talk. And it's been a really cool opportunity the last six months of doing that. But she looks forward to it. If you were to put different things in front of her and say, do you want chocolate or do you want special time with dad later on tonight? It's like, I want to be with my dad. And it just like melts my heart. It's awesome. So do that. I have, I know this is kind of going more relationship and family oriented, but I've got one more yeah. question on this. And this is just something, you know, that I'm, I'm starting to think about more too, but um, I don't know about what the relationship with you and your wife is as far as business goes, but you mentioned having a coach, just a third party that you can talk to. Sometimes it's so hard because you get super excited and jack on an idea and you want to like share it. And you're trying to talk to your spouse about <laughs> it, but you're just, you're not quite on the same page, so to speak. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just me or if that's like other entrepreneurs too, but you know, I think some people are like, Oh man, it's going to be amazing. We're going to do this as a couple. It's going to be a business as a couple. And it's like, Sometimes that works, but most of the time that's probably not the case. <laughs> what's been your experience and how have you kind of been able to deal with uh, some of those? Situations? See, what's so funny is that like a couple of years. So like, and my background is kind of interesting. So I, um, out of college, I got a political science degree. Right. And so, and my wife has an accounting degree. And so she immediately got a job and I couldn't find one. Right. And so <laughs> she went on, got her accounting degree, got an amazing job, got paid a really good salary, and then went on to get her, her master's in accounting, right? And so I've always been a person that, like, I did well in school. Like, believe me, I put in a ton of work, but it's, it's always been really, really hard for me. Um, still got really good grades, like, to a, you know, perfectionist kind of tendencies that I have. But when it comes to, like, my wife and I, she's very much like the book person, right? And I'm very much more of the, um, the social person, right? The extrovert. And I'm more um, intuitive that way and like more like, like, you know, stronger on like the social skills. And so my wife and I, we kind of balance each other out in a lot of ways. But like you said, it kind of it, sometimes we're, we like can be very, very disconnected when it comes to like the business, right? I have this tendency to be like, let's go all in. Let's do this. Like, She's a little bit more reserved and be like, ooh, that's a little scary, right? And so there's always been right, a little bit right. of that push. But at the end of the day, she's just believed in, 
in me and she just allowed me to kind of just run with it. Right. And just kind of try to, you know, accomplish the, the task at hand and try to, you know, reach, you know, my full potential and what I'm trying to do here. So I think that, you know, in terms of like us doing business together, um, she's been helping with like bookkeeping and things like that in the business over the last little while. But when it comes down to it, like my end goal and what's been the kind of the transition is to kind of put family where family is and put, you know, the business where it is right. And leave them separate. And I, that to me has been a really good move since doing that. It just helps the relationship that way. Like you said, like the excitement, it can just be excitement, but it doesn't have to be like, Oh wow. Excitement plus stress. Plus now she has to work on something that I you know, put in front of her. It's a bad thing for the relationship. So. Yeah, no, man, I love that. And I think, you know, you mentioned such a key component there too, and it's just having belief and having faith. And that's really the biggest thing, right? In any relationship, um, you've got to have both spouses on board. And yeah. as long as you have that belief in each other, then, you know, nothing can stop you. Even in the tough times, you'll, you'll figure it out because, you know, you're committed together. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. And it's just like giving up like the responsibility, right? It's not like when I, like, when she got out of my business, like eventually she came out of that job. So she came home to kind of work with me a little bit. And then immediately our revenue went up enough that like we hired people and she kind of like kind of fell away from the business. But what was so cool is that she supported me in different aspects of just the accessory things in life, right? Like me trying to worry about, um, you know, even just like simple things like dinner or just like going out. And I'm not saying that that should be the, the role of the wife at all, right? What I'm saying is that like right, right. she just realized that, hey, there's a gap here. This is something that, you know, he's going to need to eat and he's working really hard. So I'm going to come in and I'm going to help, right? Um, and she's been amazing, with all of that, just being there and making sure that, Hey, she just like, even my mom will text us and she'll be like, Hey, like, we're going to do this thing for Thanksgiving. And my wife's just like, Dallin's working. I'm just going to text her and coordinate everything. Right. And that's the women in our lives that just kind of handle that kind of stuff where we can just focus is amazing. So she's awesome. I love <laughs> it, man. I love it. The te teamwork makes the dream work. It really does. Right. And when you have a, a phenomenal team, it just changes the game. Mm-hmm. Well, cool, man. Let's transition a little bit here and talk more about Divulge. How did that come about? Uh, tell us your background about the marketing side. And, you know, I mean, that's it's something that I think is becoming more more common. People are starting to get in that. But what, what, what did that journey look like? How did you know, was it easy? Was it hard? What did you have to learn? What were some of the the, the challenges or some of the you know, the, the positive points that came out of that? Yeah, <laughs> I just like I just laugh like thinking about it because it's like, I was, you know, got like I kind of like, like I said, I've been in different like sales roles and different like um, marketing and just business jobs over the years. And then I transitioned and got my political science degree, couldn't find a job. And so I just took like the first like marketing, like sales job that I could find. Um, it just looked interesting. It kind of a mutual buddy, like kind of said, Hey, like we're hiring, you should come check this out. Right. And so I went, um, and they're, they're a large um, advertising, they're on Inc.'s 500 fastest growing companies um, this last year, and they are doing, doing amazing, amazing things. And so that's kind of where I jumped in and on the sales side, and I had this like just crazy opportunity to talk to hundreds and hundreds of business owners every month, like just 
all sorts of different things, lawyers and doctors and chiropractors and these like, you know, somebody invented a new like Bluetooth, like, you know, headphone. And like, I mean, just every single day there was something completely different. And I learned how to analyze each of these businesses in a way that was like, okay, if we ran ads and we spent this amount of money, what could we get in on the return, right? On Google, right? Or Facebook. And is Facebook or Google the right platform? And what kind of messages are they sharing? And so I actually got really, really good at analyzing businesses in like 30 minutes and being able to understand, yep, that's going to work or nope, like it's never going to work. And here's all the reasons why, right? Um, and it was just an awesome, awesome experience. And that was what kind of fueled, I guess, helped me like get the knowledge to be able to understand what it takes to run a business and to be actually profitable, right? Um, right and to scale right. that business in a meaningful way. And so with all of that, what I started to realize too, is I was getting all this training and everything, but I've always kind of had this itch inside of me that just like has a hard time clocking in, right? <laughs> I just like, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. It was just like, it would just wear on me. I'd be like, hey, like, you know, you know, text your boss or whatever and just be like, hey, would you mind if I just work from home today? I got a couple things going on. No, man, you have to make it into the office. And at the time we lived like an hour and a half away. And it was just like, I'm going to drive an hour and a half to go to work work for a few hours, come back home, get and do my thing. It's like, I'm gonna be on the road for like three hours, like just productivity wise, like being at home and just knocking out that three hours for that company. It would have made a lot more sense in my brain. Right. And it makes more sense like talking right now, but for some reason, that's just what, this is kind of the way it is. Right. And so with enough of that and everything else, I was like, I mean, I left on awesome terms. I still talk to most everybody over there. Um, but I left and I just decided honestly, I just took a huge risk. We, we closed on our house the week before I quit my job <laughs> <laughs> and didn't really have like a prospect. I had a guy that I, you know, another guy that I, that I knew that was in marketing that I reached out to like shortly after quitting my job and was just like, Hey man, like, do you need a salesperson for your, <laughs> for your marketing company? And he's like, sure, man, let's, let's give it a shot and see how it goes. Right. And so I made this transition but it was really just like a leap of faith. Like I had no real, real solid plan of how I was going to pay for that mortgage or anything else. So just moving all the other things going on and having a four-year-old or a, you know, two and a half year old at the time, it's like, I just took the jump. Right. And that's kind of where I landed into that role and another sales role in another marketing company. And that just transitioned like over that, a course of like a year I just got more and more like understanding better at sales. Like I was kind of more on my own. So I was kind of starting to kind of get this little itch that like, dang, I really want to do something on my own. And then it just evolved. And that's when I just said, sure, I'm going to take on a client this month. And I just ran this campaign. It was just like this small little marketing campaign. And I mean, literally I did about the same amount of work that I do now for my high end enterprise clients for about 300 bucks that month. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I did. <laughs> and oh, man. I think that's what you have to do when you start out though. Right. It's like, you can't just expect to come in and just like, Hey, you know, here's our price. You know, it's like, you have a lot to learn. So that's just kind of what happened. It's just kind of evolved. It wasn't like one day I just sat down and was like, Hey, I'm going to start a marketing company. It's just the accumulation over years and, kind of having the guts to just go for it um, and just, you know, see opportunity where it is. And 
just realize that like I could be in this job that I hate forever or I can just go do something else. Like there's not, there's other alternatives than just staying in the job that you hate. Right. No, it's so true, man. And you bring up such a good point. Like, you know, you look at the experience and you look at the journey and you look at the process that you went through to get to where you are today. And I feel like that's missed a lot of times. People don't realize it's the, the overnight success 15 years in the making, right? I mean, it's yeah, the exactly process and the journey that builds up to that that one final day that's like oh wow look it works (laughs) right exactly i don't know man so as far as the action though i mean that's something that i feel like is also missed too is you you were always taking action you were always doing something different you were progressing in some way shape or form that eventually led you to where you are today and was that something that you was that just like a habit that you naturally had was it something you had to develop was it i mean what what did that look like Wait, repeat that again? Like what? Um... So just, just the, the ability to take action, right? A lot of people yeah. talk about leaving their job or starting a business or doing something <laughs> else, and they never do anything. But you, throughout that entire process and journey, you were always doing something, right? You were taking action <laughs> in some way, shape, or form yeah. that led you to the progression. And was that something that, that you learned, you had to develop? Was it something that just came naturally? I think that like, I mean... I think for me personally, I think there's a little bit of both, right? Like it does come naturally for me. I'm very like task oriented. I always have been, you put something in front of me, it's going to, I'm going to get it done. Um, for example, my friend, um, got a Rubik's cube for Christmas, like when we were like 15 years old and he played with it for a few minutes. And then he said, Hey man, you can have this. I don't want to deal with it. And like, (laughs) I've never touched a Rubik's cube, but I spent all freaking night working on that thing. And I cracked the code at like three o'clock in the morning and I just, screamed and yelled it's just like I just get dialed in right and so there's a little bit of that kind of like personality in me however like at the end of it like there's I think there's just like realizing that there's there's opportunity along the way right and you're kind of seeing like as I was going through like that marketing experience like selling and stuff like that I was talking to all these business owners and all these entrepreneurs and I think I just kind of got this like dang like that's what I want like this guy is in Hawaii calling me from the beach and he's he's worked five hours this week and he's built this business and he wants us to run ads for him I'm like yeah what is that guy doing right like he gets to be with his family I can't even get like I can't even work from home one day right I'm like okay something's missing and I want that right and then like you said that's when not only do you have to have like kind of just that grit, but you just have to make those decisions and you just have to go for it. Right. And what's the worst case scenario, right? Like we can't pay the mortgage, like, like, okay, now we just go find another job. Right. Like that's just the way I look at it is like, there's always another, there's always something out there. There's a million ways to make money. And so it's just, you know, making it happen, right. Going out there and just talking to people and like, there was a time when I was in that whole process when I was working for that other company right after the larger company. And I decided that like, Hey, maybe this isn't really a good fit. And I didn't have a job again. Right. And I was like, crap, like I had a $300 client and I still didn't have a job. Right. (laughs) And so I was like, well, the $300 client isn't going to you know, cover the bills. And so I literally just called this company and I was just like, Hey, I talked to you when I was working at this larger company, can I run your ads for the next six months like and all you have to pay me I'll do everything for you for three thousand dollars a month like that's it 
right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like bringing in someone that has marketing expertise, sales expertise to sell a product. Like they're like, yeah, that's easy. And I'm like, okay, hey, three grand, that'll cover my, you know, the bare minimums over here. And like, we should be good. Right. And so I think it's just realizing that there's always something else out there. You just have to be willing to kind of push and ask for it. Right. You just have to ask somebody. It's not like he called me or said, Hey, I have a job. You know, I just called him and said, Hey, I, I need a job. And it looks like you might need me. Can we do something? Right. Oh, dude, I love that. That's such a good story. So this actually brings into a perfect question here too. What would you say has been the hardest decision you've had to make in progressing your business forward? Yeah. So this has actually been a, a recent, um, decision that was really, really difficult for me. Um, and I think it's because of everything we've talked about today, right? I see all these entrepreneurs doing all sorts of different things. And I kind of have this tendency where it's like, maybe call it like what, like shiny object syndrome, right? Where you're kind of like, Ooh, people are making money over here. Or I'm like working with a client and I'm making them like a hundred thousand dollars that month. And I'm like, man, maybe I should do something like that. Right. And so one of the tendencies I had over the course of this last, like, the last few years is like, oh, I'm going to start this kind of business or I'm going to do this on the side and I'm going to do this. Right. And so I had all these different businesses going on at the same time. And the love of my, like the love given to my marketing company was kind of now being spread. Like you said, a business is like having another baby. Well, now I have like five, you know, five business babies and then my other you know kids. And I'm like, okay, there's a lot of stuff going on. Right. And it was really hard for me because I saw opportunity in all these different directions and I was making some money in these different directions. But what I realized at the core is I was spreading myself way too thin and I wasn't dialed into one thing where I could be super, super focused and become an expert at it. Right. And so the, the toughest decision was literally like just closing out all of those, those other opportunities and just being like, I'm done. Um, telling business partners, you can take hundred percent ownership, anything that comes in, you just handle it. Cause I don't want to deal with it. Right. Um, and that's what I had to do just like just recently, just get rid of everything and just dial in the business and focus. And it's still really, really hard, but it's one of those things where as soon as I did it, the proof is in, is in that action, right? The proof is in the pudding and literally within 24 hours of making that decision in my brain, I closed $15,000 in revenue for my company, for the marketing company, as soon as I made that decision that I was not going in any other direction. And that's not a lot of money to some, but for me, it's like, that was amazing. Like within a 24 hour period of time, boom, like just a reassurance that, holy crap, if you focus on something, you're going to (laughs) win. Dude, that's such a golden nugget. And you know, that's the, the coolest part about this podcast, right? Is we're targeting an audience that really is that beginning range of starting their company. Like go, whether it's a couple hundred to thousands to tens of thousands a month, it's almost a systematic approach where before you can make 15 grand in revenue, you've got to make 10, you've got to make five, you've got to make a thousand. And you proved that model and you did it. You started with 300. Yeah. Like you were able to build up to, a, the mindset I built, I feel like, and then you are also able to build up to the capacity to where that just became natural. And that was something that could happen. Right. Yep. I, you know, I, I love the, the conversation and the, of the stories of people that are like, Hey, I'm going to go make a million dollar company. And I'm, I'm like, well, have you made 
10,000 yet? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, we'll go do that first. <laughs> right. Maybe me go make a thousand first and then we'll work on getting to the million. That's right. And it's, if you try and we're in such a, what's even the word? We're in such a, a society right now where everything happens instantaneous, right? right? And people forget about that process and that, that groundwork that has to go in to develop something big. You know, I love the foundation approach where you're truly building a foundation that's standing against the test of time because you're doing it right at the beginning. Right. Well, and I think what's interesting too, is that like, I'm, man, I am like so impatient, right? Like I really am. And so when I'm like looking at stuff, I kind of have that tendency to be like, oh man, we should be here or whatever. Right. And just get impatient with things. But it's so true, man. Like the, the less you kind of like get all hung up on that and just be proactive, right? You're just thinking ahead rather than getting impatient about what's not happening. You're just thinking, okay, if I can get this or for us, like if I can get this client and bring this in, then I'm going to create this problem for my business, right? If I bring in five clients yep. in the next you know, month, like, holy crap, like as a small business, like we're going to need to bring on a lot more people, right? And so proactively, I've gotten really good at starting to identify little triggers in the business where I'm like, wow, okay, I'm going to need an assistant. And so just recently, I had to hire somebody who handles all my communication internally. She does all my emailing stuff. She does all my LinkedIn messaging, my Facebook messages, um, checks my emails, puts them in folders. Like she does all that stuff for me now because I realize that the, the larger the company gets, the more help I'm going to need. And that was just kind of a natural progression, just like, you know, contractors and people that work for the company and help us like with, you know, fulfilling all of our marketing, um, you know, fulfilling for all of our marketing clients. It's just like a natural progression. It's just being proactive and being patient in the process and getting good at recognizing certain things in your business that are going to need to be addressed rather than being reactive when, oh crap, I hit this wall. Now I have to do this. <laughs> like, thinking ahead right yeah no i love that i love the scale capacity there too because i feel like you know even in in businesses that feel like you're the one-man band and you're just you're grinding along and you're growing and you're building and you're like man i should hire somebody no i shouldn't because i'm giving up the control what has that inner dialogue been for you i mean you've recently you know started building relationships with and growing your team and building your team and how did that look from a personal standpoint of you know was it something that you really had to think through and shift or was it just like look no this is what's happening because we're growing or what what was that conversation well from like a really practical standpoint it just all came down to like dollars coming into the business right and it was just like it was kind of like a switch where i was like okay like cool i've covered my my responsibility here right i'm pulling out what i need into the business and there's enough left over after all the expenses to pay for somebody else. Right. And so it was kind of a natural progression, but honestly, like you said, like it was really, really tough at first to be like, yeah, come in and manage all my clients. Right. <laughs> and like take over these accounts. Like it was really hard, but I'm like kind of glad that it wasn't like, it shouldn't be an easy process to give up the reins to your business because it is your baby. Right. And it's not mm -hmm. like, at the place where you're, when you're a, a small business, I think it's even, it's smart to like transition those people into the business at a very, very slow pace and not be impatient with that. Right. So it's really about finding the key people with the right 
the right potential, not necessarily like they, they can't be experts. Like usually you can't afford the expert, right? But you can find mm-hmm. people who are hungry, that are passionate, that are willing to just work and understand how to get the job done, right? And then it's just yep. slowly and like incrementally giving them the right amount of work and the right types of projects. They prove themselves and then boom, like here I am. I've um, one of my main, like he's my operations manager now and Mason and he is awesome. Like he handles all client um, accounts and manages all the team and everybody now. And it was like, he started out just like that. He was the first person to come in and just start making a difference. And he worked hard and he moved up and he just, and he's been, you know, a stud along the way and a pleasure to work with. Right. And so it's just finding those key people. And believe me, it took a lot of people. Like when you're hiring, like interview a lot of people and get really, really good at understanding what it is that you need for that role. Right. So. I love that. Was that something that uh, was difficult to learn as well in that hiring process? I mean, did you, did you find some system? Did you create your own system? How did you find the right people? Yeah. So for me, like when I was like kind of soloing it, I never really was solo. I was using, um, I was using Upwork to find contractors and people that could kind of assist me on little projects and different things. And so that was kind of a mini case study for me. Um, if, you know, you know, for the listeners, if you haven't ever hired somebody like Upwork is a great way to just like hire somebody for the week to just manage your email or something like that, even on a personal level, right? Just find an opportunity to just kind of learn what it's like to hire somebody. And that's really where I kind of got my first like little taste of hiring was on Upwork. It was just kind of data gathering. So I found these people, they were in India and Serbia and Philippines, right? And so I just created a task and built it all out in a Google spreadsheet. And I found some software that could, I could video my screen, like, you know, as I'm going through screencastify, right? So I'm in there and I'm putting together this project and I'm just doing this little video recording and I sent it over to them and with a, a kind of like instructions. And then the person who came back and went through all of those instructions and did it perfectly, that's the person that I would hire. Right. And I would always start out with some sort of like milestone. It wasn't just like, yeah, yeah now I'm going to hire you for, you know, five bucks an hour or 10 bucks an hour forever. It was like, all right, there's 30 bucks here. If you can do this project, I'll give you that 30 bucks. And then after that's done, I'll give you something else. Right. And you just kind of piecemeal it out at first until you're like, Hey, I can trust this person at a higher level. And then I just kept paying them out. And so that was kind of like my first taste of hiring. And then that just transitioned into like more face to face and higher level type of hiring and more, looking for more experts and more qualifying and all that fun stuff. And we're still in the process of, you know, really, really perfecting that, but it's getting better for sure. So. I love it, man. So we're, we're getting close. I've got two more questions for you. One. Yeah. uh, And you know, we've talked a little bit about this, but just dial in a little bit more. So when you started out divulge marketing, did you see it as becoming more of a bigger business where you're employing, you know, or was it always at the beginning thinking, man, this is just going to be a small deal just to make, you know, make ends meet and live the life that you want to live? Yeah, I really had like literally no ambition with it at all. I just kind of like, it just kind of was just like, I didn't want, it was more about the lifestyle, right? It was more about just like being home and being with my family and like having some freedom. Um, it was never about like, I'm going to turn this into a million dollar company or 
you know, a $10 million company or whatever. Right. It was all just kind of like piggybacking off of like my skills and just finding some work to do and, and feeling just fulfilled. Right. Um, and then it was when, when things started taking off and kind of at the time where it's like, I was kind of looking at everything in my expenses and I was like, Holy crap. Like my wife could quit her job. <laughs> like, so I told her and she's like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. Right. <laughs> and so like, kind of at that point I was like, man, if she's home and like, she can help with that. Cause we, I mean, I was starting this whole business while my wife was working and I was taking care of the three-year-old like the whole time, like every phone call, everything. I had a three-year-old next to me. Like I was daddy daycare while I was building the business. Right. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> that was like kind of an interesting scenario, but like I never had the intention cause I was just kind of at home with her and like, we were just having fun. Right. Um, we'd go to the pool and then I'd come back in and we would work for a little bit. And like, it was just kind of a fun little time. And then at that time when she, my wife came home, kind of the trigger came on and I was like, dang, I have a lot more time. I want to grow this puppy. And that's when things just kind of started taking off more and more. Um, and that's kind of the switch. So. I love man. That's so cool. All right. Our final question to wrap us up here. Uh, this is one that goes quite a bit deeper and it's, it's one that, you know, it's, it's a thinker question. Yeah. And really what it comes down to is if you were on your deathbed, so to speak, what would be the one piece of advice you would leave to people just starting out or just, you know, I mean, just hardcore good advice? Yeah. No, that's a really, really good question. I'd say that. Yeah, I would say that like, don't just don't follow the status quo, right? Like it's like, I, I got a degree to please everybody around me, right? I went to school to, for, for everyone else. I went and got a job because I wanted to please everyone else. Right. And I think that's kind of a tendency for a lot of people. And this whole time while I was like, just starting out, I was, I felt like I was so lost all the time, right? Like it's easy to look back and be like, yeah, I just confidently got through it. But at the, like, at the core of it, I just felt like I was lost and I was kind of this outlier and like, I didn't really understand myself or what value I was bringing or any of that fun stuff. Right. And it was like, it was because I was listening to other people. And as soon as I made the decision that I was going to do what I was going to do, that's when everything changed. As soon as I made that decision, I was going to quit my job against all logic. Right. Like, and I've done decisions like that constantly my business and it comes from like a feeling of just being like trusting in yourself and just realizing that you can make it happen right i always love on like the office like daryl says make it happen captain when like michael wants to like get a raise right <laughs> from corporate right and he's like make it happen captain and it's like we like that's kind of like the end of this right it's like you have to just do what um what makes you happy but also just like reach your full potential right if you're just sitting there in a job that you hate, quit. <laughs> like there's a lot of other things out there, right? And there's a lot of like things that people will tell you to do that just don't listen to the haters, right? And that comes from family, friends. Like, I mean, there's so many people around me that like I had to just tune out or get rid of, right? They were just toxic to my growth and development, um, if I was stressed out, they made it 10 times worse. And if I was scared if my business is going to crash and burn, they made it worse. Right. So remove the negativity 
and listen to people and listen to podcasts and consume information like this that gets you pumped, that gets you excited, that makes you think bigger than where you currently are at. So I know that's probably a little too much, but that's what I would say to somebody who's just starting out, who wants to get into, you know, start a business or anything like that. Just follow, you know, follow that and take action. So I love it, man. Thank you so much. And if someone wants to reach out to you, whether they, you know, are interested in, in working with you as a client or just have a question about marketing, what's the best way to connect with you? Yeah, honestly, just look me up on Facebook. Um, you can go facebook.com forward slash divulge your brand. Um, that's our business page or look up my personal um, business page. And that is facebook.com forward slash Dallin Cottle official. And you can find me on Facebook and just message me there. So awesome, dude. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Uh, and I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy guy and you know, you're, you're, doing so many different things right now, but I appreciate you taking your time and, you know, sharing your insights. So thanks again, man. I appreciate the, the it's opportunity. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it as well. Thank you. All right, everybody, that wraps up this episode of the Wealth Reliance podcast. As always, check out our website, selfrelientwealth.com. You can see different episodes uh, of the podcast there. You can also see different information and insight resources as to how you can get started in your own business. So thanks again and make it a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth Reliance podcast. If you'd like to learn more about who we are and what we do, check out our website, www.selfreliantwealth.com. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.